1: Welcome to Snoozecast, the podcast designed to help you fall asleep. On Snoozecast, we read excerpts from public domain works and occasionally original stories. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please review us on Apple Podcasts and also share it with a friend. The best place to listen to us is on our website, snoozecast.com. That way you can play a single episode and fall asleep without another one automatically playing. This episode is brought to you by Smiling Dolphins. Tonight, we read the opening to The Picture of Dorian Gray, written by Oscar Wilde and first published in 1890. This Gothic and philosophical story was considered offensive and indecent by Victorian English sensibilities. It was thus censored sparking much controversy. The title character, Dorian Gray, sells his soul to make a portrait of himself age rather than himself. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Chapter one, the studio was filled with the rich odor of roses. And when the light summer wind stirred amidst the trees of the garden, there came through the open door, the heavy scent of the lilac, or the more delicate perfume of the pink flowering thorn. From the corner of the divan of Persian saddlebags on which he was lying, smoking, as was his custom, innumerable cigarettes, Lord Henry Wadden could just catch the gleam of the honey-sweet and honey-colored blossoms of a laburnum whose tremulous branches seemed hardly able to bear the burden of a beauty so flame-like as theirs. And now and then the fantastic shadows of birds in flight flitted across the long, long Tussor silk curtains that were stretched in front of the huge window, producing a kind of momentary Japanese effect, and making him think of those pallid, jade-faced painters of Tokyo, who, through the medium of an art that is necessarily immobile, seek to convey the sense of swiftness and motion. The sullen murmur of the bees shouldering their way through the long, unmown grass, or circling with monotonous insistence round the dusty gilt horns of the straggling woodbine, seem to make the stillness more oppressive. The dim roar of London was like the Borden note of a distant organ. In the center of the room, clamped to an upright easel, stood the full-length portrait of a young man of extraordinary personal beauty, and in front of it, some little distance away, was sitting the artist himself, Basil Hallward, whose sudden disappearance some years ago caused, at the time, such public excitement and gave rise to so many strange conjectures. As the painter looked at the gracious and comely form he had so skillfully mirrored in his art. A smile of pleasure passed across his face and seemed about to linger there. But he suddenly started up, and closing his eyes, placed his fingers upon the lids, as though he sought to imprison within his brain some curious dream from which he feared he might awake. "'It is your best work, Basil, the best thing you have ever done,' said Lord Henry languidly. "'You must certainly send it next year to the Grosvenor. The academy is too large and too vulgar. Whenever I have gone there,' There have been either so many people that I have not been able to see the pictures.